0: Welcome to Schiller and Hamilton's podcast. Uh, today, we are very fortunate to have a lawyer here with the firm. His name is Kevin Phillips. Welcome, Kevin, to the Schiller and Hamilton podcast.
1: Thanks for having me. Uh,
0: tell us a little bit about your background.
1: Where did you go to school? So, I went to the uh, College of Charleston, and then after graduating there, um, decided to stay in Charleston and attend the uh, Charleston School of Law.
0: Okay, and when did you graduate?
1: Graduated in 2016.
0: Okay, and so how long have you been with Schiller and Hamilton?
1: been with Shiller and Hamilton coming up on about a year. So. Okay. And what do you do
0: for Shiller and Hamilton? What's, what's your practice area?
1: I handle the um, all of our workers' comp claims as well as Social Security uh, disability claims. Okay,
0: good. Well, that's what we're here to talk about today. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Social Security. A lot of people have questions about when and how they should file and what Social Security is looking for. So uh, let's start out by explaining how someone gets started filing a Social Security claim.
1: Um, The first thing an individual can do, and most people start out this way, they they file it on their own. So you can either go stop by the uh, individual Social Security office. Uh, I believe there's an office in every county in the state of South Carolina. Or nowadays, as with everything, you know, technology, you can file online. You can go to socialsecurity.gov. There's a big apply for disability button right on the screen. They make it pretty easy, pretty straightforward process to apply. So most individuals handle that first step on their own.
0: Okay, so now why would somebody need to file a Social Security claim?
1: Well, once they file, they're either going to be approved or get denied. If they're approved, then, you know, good for them. They, um, you know, Social Security will calculate their benefits and, and handle that. Um, but if they are denied, they'll get a denial letter. It'll actually come in the mail to the address that they have on file. Um, once they get that letter, they have 60 days from the date on that letter to file for what's called a request for uh, reconsideration. And so,
0: what what are they looking for? What's the what's the department looking for?
1: Um, to determine if someone is entitled to Social Security disability benefits, um, the first thing they're going to look at and see is if that person is engaged in substantial gainful employment. Um, if they are not, that's the first step. So they have to not they have to not be engaged in su- um, substantial gainful employment. The second thing they're going to look at is going to be the impairment. Um, they're going to want to see. Uh, and we're
0: talking about medical conditions, yes. correct?
1: Impairment, yes, is the, the disability, whether that's a physical disability, whether that's a mental disability, or whether it's a combination of both.
0: So not just getting fired from, from work and being unemployed, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're disabled. So you have to have some sort of medical documentation, some type of medical condition that prevents you from going back to work. Is yes, that right? that's,
1: that's exactly, that's what social security disability is there for, is for someone that cannot engage in employment no, any longer.
0: And this is actually not taking tax dollars. This is money that you've been paying Mm -hmm. in as you work to provide disability insurance uh, for you in the event that you're no longer
1: able to engage in work. Every single person that gets a paycheck, you see that line on there that says Social Security and they take that money out. That's what that money is for. So
0: some of that's for retirement Mm -hmm. after the age of 65 and other if you become disabled while gainfully employed and you're still insured. And we'll talk about that in a different podcast. But so... How long do you have to be out of work because of your medical condition in order to qualify for Social Security benefits?
1: It has to be determined that your disability or impairment um, will last over, will last 12 months.
0: Okay. So if you have an impairment that's going to last for 12 months and you've applied for, for disability and you get turned down, um, you said you have 60 days to file a request
1: for reconsideration.
0: What happens after that?
1: So the um well essentially a request for reconsideration is um, basically just asking Social Security office to have someone else look at it to have you know can basically can we get a, a second opinion on this? Um, this is usually the point where most uh, claimants individuals hire the attorney um, because a lot of times if you get that first denial there's a good chance that your probably your request for reconsideration will be denied as well.
0: Okay and what. What often do you see is usually the problem when they apply on their own and they do their requ- request for reconsideration? Uh, what is it do you think about their application that may be inadequate that is causing the administration to, to, to make a bad decision there?
1: A, a lot of people just don't understand exactly what the um, Social Security um, board is, is looking for. They don't understand the, the 12-month uh, time frame that they need to kind of establish and, and, and show that it is a disability that's going to last 12 months, at least 12 months. Um, and then they also don't really know how to really express how this disability has affected their lives. I mean, some people have an, some people will get a sickness or an injury and they'll just put that down. But what the Social Security Board is looking for is how is this keeping you from working day to day? How is this actually affecting your day to day life? Right. So I've been doing
0: it for 26 years and I understand that, you know, one of the biggest issues that I have found in doing these types of cases is that the administration never has all of the information, correct? So part of the job of the attorney when we get involved is to make sure that the uh, file is complete. Mm -hmm. And you know, so just because you're unable to work uh, because of the illness or return back to your job, does that automatically entitle you to Social Security benefits?
1: No, it does not automatically entitle you. To so
0: what are they looking for? Are, so what's the standard there?
1: The standard uh, ultimately is that you are unable to engage in the phrase they use is substantial gainful employment. Um, and they look at any job across the U- entire United States economy. So um, they take into factors your age, your education, your work history, um, where you have worked, what you can do. Um, they look for what they would call transferable skills. Um, so it's, it's not just that you can't do the job that you had, it's that you cannot do any job.
0: Right. So what I've seen also is that a lot of times people think just because they can't go back to their job, but they've worked in the past and they've had light duty jobs and they've got experience doing jobs that fall within the doctor's restrictions. Or another thing that that we see oftentimes is because they've lost their job, they've also lost their health insurance and they have no current medical care confirming and supporting the fact that they're no longer able to to, to work. So if it gets denied at reconsideration, mm-hmm. uh, what happens when you file a request for a hearing? Tell us a little bit about what happens
1: at the hearing. So once the, if the reconsideration is denied then you have another 60 days to request a hearing, it's an administrative hearing. Um, and one thing that's great about Social Security is that you are allowed to introduce new evidence throughout the entire process. So it's not like other um, legal fields where you submit your evidence and that's all that's on the record. You can submit evidence throughout the entire process. And sometimes this process can take years. So people that are continuing um, continuing treatment, continuing to see doctors, all of that new information can still be submitted. And you can get everything in up until five days before hearing day. At the hearing, um, you're going to be seen by – you're going to sit down with um, – There's a judge, there's the claimant, their attorney, a vocational expert, and then a court reporter, of course.
0: All right. So what's the role there? All right. So kind of walk us through, if you will, what happens when you get to the hearing. So you've submitted everything prior to the hearing, the most recent medical records, and a lot of these medical conditions, as you and I both know, are progressive. So it may be actually have gotten worse since they actually filed the original application, and over time, their condition. So even though they may have not been, they may not have qualified, you know, two years earlier when they filed the original application because of their condition, it may have gotten gotten worse. So it's very important, you know, and that's one of the benefits of getting a lawyer involved is because we can then send a questionnaire to the doctor, get the doctor to confirm that yes, based on this person's condition, they're no longer able to go back to any type of work. So you get to a hearing, everything's been submitted. What happens
1: at the hearing? At a hearing, uh, it's going to start out with the, the judge. The judge is going to kind of take the lead at the beginning. They're going to ask the claimant. One thing they're going to look at is your work history to kind of understand what kind of work you have done in the past. They're going to go back about 15 years. So they're going to kind of... And they go through all the jobs and the type of job. responsibilities yep. you had
0: at each of those jobs. It's not, just, it's
1: not just where you worked. It's what, what did, did you, you do, do when yeah. you were there? What um, you know, what training did you have there? Did you get any certificates while you were at that job? Or if job? you had any management experience. Yep. So they want to know everything about... 15 years back of your employment. After that, the, the judge will um, start asking questions about the the disability. Why? Uh, I, I, they'll ask them sometimes just straight, why do you think you are disabled? And they'll want the claimant to explain what their impairment is, when it started, um, and how it's affecting them on a, on a day-to-day basis, and why they think that they are entitled to disability benefits. Um, at that point, the judge will turn it over to the attorney and that's where it really becomes important for us as the attorney to to really tell your story about what's going on in your life. how is this affecting your day to day? Why you cannot work? How it's affecting your home life? Um, you know, and get really drive those points home that it's not just that you've been injured, but it's the fact that you you cannot work. And there's you know certain people depending on the impairment. You know, if you're missing a certain amount of days a month because of your impairment. Well, I mean, if you're or because med- of doctor's appointments or yeah. yeah. if you're missing, you know, three, four, five days a month because of your, med- your medical condition. I mean, there's really not too many jobs out there that, that someone's going to hire you for if you go in and say, hey, and I'm, I'm going to need five days off every month. So those things come up.
0: Right. And so some of the other things I know that we always go over very carefully with our client is not just the medications that are taking, but the side effects and, yeah. and the, you know, the problems that taking these medications, because a lot, a lot of clients come to us and, I mean, they just take a ridiculous amount of medication. And so one of the things that, that we do at the hearing, and I know you've done it, is to kind of go through each one of their medications, how often do they take it, and what are the side effects. So what are some of the, the, the more common types of cases that we find that are more likely to be accepted and disability benefits awarded?
1: Well, of course, the, any, you know, serious physical injury that would keep you from mobility and limiting your mobility, not being able to get to a job, not being able to move around, anything that keeps you from not being able to stand for a certain amount of time or sit for a certain amount of time. Um, Other things such as migraines, uh, serious migraines, uh, seizures. um, Again, things that would just keep you from being unable to, um, you know, work. Right, and we're talking about things that are actually in the medical record, correct? Yes. You know, somebody can't just go
0: in and say, hey, I'm in a lot of pain. i got a headache. Sit, yeah. Or I can't stand. I've got headaches. Uh, these need to be medically documented. In addition, uh, so when we're talking about someone who is disabled, it also is very important, their past work history, and that's why the doctor goes through there. So tell us, kind of explain transferable job skills. What, is, what does that exactly
1: mean? So, and that is where the um – um the vocational expert at the hearing will come in the um the vocational expert um sometimes will propose hypotheticals saying right. well
0: and that and and the vocational expert's been there listening to all the testimony mm-hmm. so after all the testimony and you wrap up your case then the judge will uh, ask the vocational ex- expert certain questions and the judge poses a hypothetical and he'll include what he believes are the most obvious restrictions correct mm-hmm. and then he'll go through those and then he asked the vocational
1: expert are there any jobs correct correct and the transferable skills is is the the way you kind of think about it is let's say for an example you have a gentleman who um, is hurt he's driving a truck he works at ups or fedex drives a truck but back in the day maybe five or six years ago he worked in an office and he was sitting down for a job they'll say okay well maybe he can't drive a truck anymore but he can work at a desk he can you do something on a computer and so that that's kind of the idea of a transferable skill so it's not just the job that you were injured doing it's what have you done in the past what do you know how to do what are you capable of doing and all those are kind of brought into
0: right to so the it. hypothetical look something like this say given this past work history if the claimant uh was unable to lift 10 pounds or unable to sit or stand or stoop or crawl for more than 20 minutes um, are there any jobs available in the national economy and then the vocational list, list out some jobs based on the fact that this person has other experience in doing jobs that were are within the restrictions that are found in the medical record. So then, when you cross-examine, you have the opportunity then to go back and and, and list other restrictions. Correct? Yes, exactly. So when you so you get to pose an additional hy- hypothetical. Uh, tell us about that.
1: So yeah, and then you'll ask. You can you can return and and ask those hypotheticals back to the vocational experts saying things like um, if someone was unable to work three days a month because of their condition, if someone was unable to work, you know, five days, if someone was unable to, and you really want to kind of focus it in on what your um, claimant is suffering from and really try to drive, drive the fact home that they're, they're, is they un- unemployable. They're unemployable. They're, there's right. not anything that they can do.
0: For instance, okay, so they have lifting restrictions of 20 pounds. They can't crawl stoop. They can't climb ladders. They can't do these things. So obviously you can't go back to driving a truck. But now also assume then in posing that question to the vocational expert, what if this person also had migraines four days mm-hmm. a month that lasted for eight hours and Kept him from being able to, to, and go those, to work. exactly, something. and those
1: migraines are so severe they literally have to lay down in a in a dark room and, and right. turn off all yeah.
0: So because that person would miss four days, then that person would likely be found to be d- disabled, more than likely. Yeah. So, all right, well, we're gonna we've got some other topics we're gonna talk about at another time. Thank you, Kevin, for being Welcome. with us today. If if you believe that you are unable to return back to work and you've got a medical condition that is preventing you from uh, doing your job and you may not have transferable skills and you've applied and you've been turned down for a disability please call us at Schiller and Hamilton we'd love to help you out the conversation the the phone call is free uh, we'd be glad to to re- review your case and evaluate it for you thank you for uh, tuning into this podcast of Schiller and Hamilton thank you